Bum 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 Good evening, and welcome to Go On with Ted and Jeff. Go On is a show where people from all walks of life share stories from their lives, but are those stories true or are they fabrications? That is for the harrowing gauntlet of Ted and Jeff to discover. That's us. Uh, this week we are launching our Instagram because we are millennials and we are so down with social media. So you should like follow us on at go underscore on underscore with underscore Ted underscore and underscore Jeff. I did not make that Instagram. I that is was go on with Ted and Jeff already taken. Probably not. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying we could have chosen a simpler Instagram handle. Putting it out there. Uh, if you're like, what the hell did Jeff just say? It will be in the show notes. But follow us if you want to know about, like, see our side bangs because we're millennials. Mm -hmm, our mm -hmm. skinny jeans, our yep. rolling, laughing emojis. You know, all the millennial tropes. Yeah. We are cool and we are hip. We're going to get on the TikToks and, uh, and the twi Twitters. Anyway. And maybe even the Twitch. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my uh, my co-host here, Ted McAnulty. I'm Jeffrey Allen Murphy. Ted, how you doing today? It is just a miserable day today. You know, just, just the worst weather ever. That's um, not true at all. Unless no. the weather is markedly different in the Bronx than it is in Washington Heights. It, it's, it, that was a lie. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to. You have ruined the trust of our entire listenership. <laughs> so something I wanted to share with you, something that happened to me this week, a, a little while back, uh, I had a, a, a birthday celebration. And by that, I mean, you know, as much as one can celebrate during the pandemic. But a friend of mine sent me a gift in the mail. Uh, and I'm going to show it to you. Like, like a proper, like a proper mail? Like, like the U.S. Postal Service. No, I don't believe it. People don't send people stuff. He sent me this t-shirt. I'm going to show it to you on the Zoom. It says, <laughs> Sacramento is for stabbings. <laughs> oh my god. It's got this beautiful picture of California with a knife buried into it. <laughs> this is... Th so thank you to listener Tobias Billowitz for that epic, epic birthday gift. Yeah, we will post a picture in the show notes. And uh, Anna Kendrick, if you want to come on and defend the, yourself the for your like, murder spree in Sacramento. Or it wasn't a murder spree, stabbing spree. I'm sorry. It was, it was attempted murder of her friend. Yeah. Um, but we, we remain open to dialogue uh, if you want to defend yourself. Just putting it out there once again. Um, so I think it's time for us to find out what the show's about. Ed, you know what to do. Wait. Time out. What do you mean? Jesus Christ. It's time for us to open the chamber of pain. Gregory? Gregory? Hello? Don't make eye contact with me! But I like your eyes. Really? They're the most brilliant shade of I actually don't know your eye color. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You suck. I don't like you anymore. Wow. You guys have been friends for how long? Does does he need to go back into the chamber now? 
Yeah, he does. No show today. No show. One, one day later. <laughs> Gregory, come out of your chamber of pain. I, I love your, I love your green eyes. Back in the chamber. No. <laughs> Two weeks later. <laughs> Gregory, come out of your chamber of pain. Why don't you just tell me your eye color? They're blue. Like the summer seas. Anyway, now that you're out of your chamber of pain, what is today's theme? Well, today's theme is the junkyard. The junkyard? Like, wow. What? That, well, you know, my junk brings all the boys to the yard. It always you're has. Damn right. It yes. always has. Like It is better than yours. It, so much better than mine. Mine is just filled with silicone. <laughs> you know, I got filled with silicone. Damn! You know, right. I got the, I got the, uh, the, the Cardi B treatment into mine, and yet still no boys come to the yard. It's very. This <laughs> is such a sad, such a sad story. Yeah. Uh, if anybody out there wants to help the boys come to the yard for Ted, uh, you can reach us at Instagram at, at go underscore on underscore with underscore Ted underscore and underscore Jeff. You can follow my uh, butt in implant surgery on that Instagram account. And his failed attempts to bring the boys to the yard, which is tragic and a little funny. Anyway, so yeah, the junkyard, man, I, you know, I haven't. Have you ever? I mean, I guess when I think. I, no, I've been to it. I've been to, well. I don't know because the junkyard is very different from the dump. So I've been yeah. to a lot of dumps. Um, junkyards, as no I no disrespect it, to Pennsylvania. Oh God, come on now. To be wow. fair, the 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 the, the, uh, the the dump that I've been to the most is in New Hampshire. I used to go there a lot with my grandfather. So, uh, shout out to my long dead grandfather, Harold Wright. <laughs> <laughs> I have a cousin named Harold Wright. No, I'm just joking. So, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, a junkyard, as I understand it, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, fellas, it's a place where, like, you take, like, a car, and then you can, like, go and be like, hey, I need uh, a door handle from a 1967 Chevy. And they're like, yeah, we got that here on this busted out car, but the door handle's fine, or something like that. Is that a thing? I, that's definitely, like, a thing, because that's what happened to, like, my dad's Oldsmobile that he had back in the 90s, where he had to get, like, replacement parts mm -hmm, once mm -hmm. a week. I've, I, I imagine a junkyard as a mythic place that exists in, like, the minds of children, where, mythic like, place. hobos go to live, <laughs> and, and they create cities. And they I, I watched uh, Junkyard Wars as a kid. Um, what is that? It was a TV show, possibly Discovery, you know. Teams would come in and build cool things out of the junk in the junkyard. Obviously, they placed working engines and things within this junkyard, but uh, you had to make a saw that could cut through a barrel. You had to make a, a race car, and you had a day to build it and, and put it all together. So when I think of junkyards, I, I think of that show uh, that I, I wish... We're still on. It's a fun show. Hashtag bring back junkyard wars or whatever the hell that wars. show was. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll we'll hashtag that for this episode. We're really good at social media. I just really we cannot stress this enough. 
we are we good are at this. so good we are the best <laughs> just as good as we are at podcasting yeah so i mean equal you can, all all 17 people listening to this know exactly how good we are at podcasting including my therapist hi megan <laughs> we got a new listener guys is taking notes like <laughs> it's true my therapist does listen to the podcast now she's the best I understand more why Jeff is having the following issues. <laughs> hey, listen, if it's it like, helps me somehow not be crazy. Can we talk about your podcast crazy. today? <laughs> yes, yes, we can. <laughs> no, she's the best. Uh, anyway, before we introduce our guest, uh, it's kind of fitting that our theme is Junkyard this week because it sort of fits with our first sponsor. This episode of Go On is brought to you by Mungo Jerry for Jellical Cat. This year's Jellical Cat election is right around the corner, and Mungo Jerry wants your vote. Unlike some other cats, Mungo Jerry refuses to take his campaign negative. Grizabella can talk shit all she wants and try to get the sympathy vote, but Mungo Jerry knows you are better than that. Mungo Jerry and his running mate Rumple Teaser do sweet-ass cartwheels. What does Grizabella do? She sings a song. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Literally every cat can sing, apparently. What's so special about her? Nothing. She is trash, and she belongs in the trash. So, please vote for Mungo Jerry for Gentle Cat, because fuck Grizabella and the dumpster she wrote in on. I'm Mungo Jerry, and I approve this message. <laughs> it is so clear you have never seen cats. <laughs> I don't know why Mungo Jerry is Colonel Sanders in your imagination. <laughs> Well, 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 I said, I'm Mungo Jerry. I'm Mungo Jerry, and I approve this message. I will, I will say, in Mungo Jerry's defense, um, the Jellicle Ball, as I can tell, it is a talent show, and they're all singing, and you have a cat going up there doing magic, magic tricks, going up there tap dancing. You have all sorts of cool, cool tricks being done, and then this lady shows up, and she's like, I'm poor, and she sings a song, and everybody's like, yeah, she wins. Nah, I call bullshit. I call bullshit. She's just laying it thick on the sympathy vote. Yeah. Like, get a real... Get so a real it's life, not my you know? fault you lived your life wrong, Isabella. That's on you. I'm glad that your therapist is listening <laughs> to this. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so it is my absolute pleasure to introduce our next guest. Uh, one of the most handsome of my friends, uh, insult intended to everybody else on this Zoom window. Um, it's true, though. Yeah, yeah, don't scowl like that. You just ruined the handsomeness. So uh, this gentleman, he is a Maynard. He is uh, from Maine. He is an actor. Um, he has appeared on Broadway in a show called War Horse, and he does lots of regional theater around the country, just being a badass. Uh, he is a very funny person, no pressure. He is a very competitive board gamer, and it is my pleasure to introduce to the Go On audience, Brian Lee Wynn. How you doing, Brian? Hello, Edward and Jeffrey. Thank you for having me on. So what an honor. Oh is, my God. You should feel very honored. That's really I, just what, what it comes down to. I put makeup on for all my podcasts. Good. It's, it shows. I well, gotta care I about something. Know. It's such a subtle uh, contour line. I would never know. Yeah, the, the contour of the lightning bolt going down the center of your face and the wig I thought was a really good touch, actually. 
I did a break. The lightning bolt is starting to hurt. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, oh, dear. oh no. Oh, dear. Does that mean Voldemort's coming on as a guest? Jesus, don't say his name! <laughs> Damn it! I thought well, it was cool. I thought we could say that now. Now he knows where we are. Shit. Way to go. Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort. Does that, does that work like the Candyman? Is yeah, it the same thing? They... We don't know. No one, know. no no one, one knows. knows. Does a zoom window count as a mirror? Yes. Anyway, <laughs> this, uh, this week our theme is Junkyard. That is based off of the story that Brian brought with us. Ted, do you think this story is going to be true or do you think this story will be false? I think this story will be true and I think it will be about him going to a steampunk festival in mm -hmm. a junkyard, yep. hanging out with all of his steampunk friends, getting into steampunk shenanigans <laughs> on bikes with organs made out of trumpets mm -hmm. um, with goggles and top hats. Because if there's one thing that people need to be in the dystopian future is oddly formal mm -hmm. with yes. brassware. And we've if met three times. How do you know me so well? Yeah, I gotta <laughs> say, if that is the story... That is a true story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go ahead and say that this story is going to be false uh, because uh, Brian is a, uh, a lying, deceitful, evil man. The story is going to be about how he created a, a transformer out of junk and how it then learned how to play music and went to Carnegie Hall. And it, during the Transformers performance at Carnegie Hall... Uh, had a little bit of an emotional breakdown and then had to move to Australia. Should I tell a different story then? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, that one, that one's taken. The only difference <laughs> is that he went to Carnegie Mellon because uh, oh, he okay. wasn't that good and he needed yeah. to learn. Then, then that's cool. I mean, all you gotta do is tweak it a little bit. And okay. he went to actually New Zealand instead of Australia to be that's in Lord a of the Rings. Different story. And he Wait. wasn't a Transformer, he was an Autobot. Let's be real. <laughs> I, I know you had a second <laughs> Junkyard story, so tell the second story. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> let Wait, me, do I have any Junkyard, junkyard story? <laughs> do you live in the Junkyard? Okay. Are, are, we, are we pitching Brian Wynn's Junkyard <laughs> podcast, where it's just Junkyard stories? Well, uh, it was the fact that, that you got it right on the first take. Oh, I mean, yeah, you know. well, listen, I mean, it's a gift. What can I say? Okay, I got one. I got one. Uh, uh, Allah, the fact that you mentioned that I'm from Maine. Yes. Um, I, I should tell a um, Allah Stephen King story. Ooh. And this will start when I, a little Asian boy from Maine, decides on the weekend to join my friends, not really my friends, some guys I went to school with, for a little touch football near Jack Elementary School. You mean okay. your scenery? Oh. No. <laughs> Call back. That was weeks ago. Yes, the, the scenery from his life. Yes. Yes, that's right. Uh, Jack Elementary, uh, semi-famous in Munjoy Hill, Portland, Maine, for being uh, raised because it was filled with fungus. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I aspire to actually be raised because I'm filled with fungus. I'm working um, on it. We've been trying to raise you. Uh, <laughs> in more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is back in, you know, 89, 90, when things were innocent, 1989. Mm -hmm. uh, and I could walk a mile to school alone and play football with my friends. I, I got to say, I find the name of this school suspicious. What was the name of the school? Jack Elementary. Yeah, that just sounds like they like were naming it and they gave up halfway through. They're like, Jack, you know what? 
all Jacks. This is just named yeah. after everyone whose name is Jack. It wasn't like, my school. Yeah. Oh. You're better right, than That's that. where the losers went. <laughs> anyway, so you were at Jack Elementary playing football in your innocent place uh, of Maine. How old uh, were you? And, uh, uh, I'm nine. Nine. Okay. I could be ten. What, what are we talking about here? Like, are we talking about, like, full contact football with nine-year-olds, or are we talking about touch? Like uh, we're talking of... about touch. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not a big guy, but my, my brothers are um, half Polish, like 220, 250 pounds, and they taught me how to play football. Um, right. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm at, at full age, I'm 5'6 and 150 pounds. So no, I, think I had to... Yet. I think yeah. you can take so it. I had to learn, yeah, I had to learn how to be wily. So I was actually pretty good at touch football. But unfortunately, I'm late, and the game is wrapping up, and people are sort of dispersing, but two guys from school who are sort of like, uh, I'm going to call them Joel and Brandon, just just to save the innocent. Um, they were kind of like <laughs> the... Real the um, Their real names were Joel and Brandon. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not in contact Jack anymore. Jack Joel and Jack Brandon. There you go. <laughs> they were like, hey, you're late, but we're going to go and explore. And I'm like, okay, I'm not doing anything. Let's just do this. And mm -hmm. uh, this, this, is, this is how every Stephen King novel starts. Right. Also, it's how every episode of Law and Order starts, where it's like a bunch of kids. Dun -dun. Every episode of Law and Order begins with it's either a, a cleaning person, a garbage person, or a child finding a corpse. Just putting it out there. Getting a little predictable. Um, <laughs> but I'll get well, the to be predictable. Come on, Dan. Um, you found a corpse. Are you just are, are you just doing the plot of what is that? Is that Stand by Stand Me? Stand by or? Me. Yeah. Stand by Me. Yeah. They're gonna end up on a railroad track soon. Great, Brian. Go on. Uh, there are two roads on the way to my school. <laughs> so now we're Robert Frost. <laughs> and I took the one. There are two two roads the way to my school that like everyone walked because there was just a series of um, crossing guards who always did that. So I always took that that route. But these guys didn't take that route. Those they took rebels. Jack Path. And Jack, Jack Path, Path. Yeah. Jack Path was this little path through the woods behind uh, an old person's home that was like a wooded trail. This is so folksy. I'm almost nauseated by the folksiness of this story. And we were told not to take Jack Path because at one point they found a dead body on the path. <laughs> wow. So you guys are predicting this story very well. Great. When did the uh, but, Autobots come in? Well, I got to get to the junkyard. Right, right. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're, you're jumping. You're jumping. Right. In line. So I, right away, I was like, "Oh, we're going on an adventure," and I was all up for it. I didn't know these guys really well. So I just this knew... was this was you. You rarely went on Jack Path, and this was your first time going on Jack Path ever. Yeah. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. And so we walked down Jack Path, and I'm totally in a new area at this point. New area of Portland, Maine, which is not a very big city. Right. Um, and we start walking down it, and we start going into, like, a shitty warehouse commercial district. And we keep on walking down into, like... That's the official name of that like, district, I believe, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> right next to uh, a shitty bakery. Yes. They make the best cinnamon buns. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, if yeah. you're going to stay open with a name like that, the product has to be amazing. <laughs> uh, it's S-C-H-I-T-T-Y Bakery. There you go. And so we walk down and we find, dun-dun-dun, railroad tracks. Okay. All right. This is, this is 
sounding somewhat familiar. <laughs> yeah. So we decide to follow, or I'm just like following these guys. I don't know what the, uh, that we're doing. I can swear, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh God. Please swear. I don't fucking know what we're fucking doing on this fucking railroad track. You motherfucker. Go ahead. Go on. Fair enough. Um, and so we just begin to follow it and we find that it just keeps on going through this warehouse and uh, then we it goes right into a fence, like a, um, a barbed wire uh, uh, metal fence, uh, barbed wire on the top and, and, you know, metal with the wooden slats going diagonally through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we start walking around it and there's a hole in the fence just the size of a nine-year-old boy. Okay. And then... As we look through the hole, we see an empty railroad car. Oh, that sounds that sounds like either it sounds like both fun and terrifying. Yeah. So uh, is this how the boxcar kids started? So we we started off with Stand by Me. We moved briefly into Robert Frost, and then we moved into possibly the boxcar children, but with the hole in the fence, also a little bit of Peter Rabbit. I'm interested to see where this goes. Go on. And a little bit of Charles Bukowski with all the swearing, too. That's true. So. That's true. Go on. So we're on we're on a literary journey. So you- I drop my malt liquor onto the ground. <laughs> <laughs> As nine-year-olds yeah. do. So you're drinking your St. Ides malt liquor. Go on. Yes, it's my Poland Springs St. Ives malt liquor. It shatters upon the ground. And um, we look into the hole, and there is a box car, uh, an old rail car, and it's connected to two other rail cars. Mm-hmm. So, so one for each of you. Yeah, yeah. it's Are... pretty badass. Like you can't not go in. Uh, though I was scared. How much room for activities was there? Uh, is that an allusion to Boxcar Kids? I don't know. I never read it. <laughs> I never I read it. I... <laughs> were, were, I, were any of the, the cars the, the bar car? Because if so, that's a great place to hang out. Jackpot. That's jackpot. So let's find out. Uh, I don't say, but the other two kids <laughs> who are more badass I than I do, uh, they start crawling through the hole. Can, let's just go back in time and know that like, I'm a, I'm a straight-A student. I'm, I'm a nerdy kid who's in like... Uh, did your school do this? Did they like... After a test, take the advanced kids and put them in one part and put the other kids who scored yeah. less in another part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was the kid who was always... The other side. Yeah. So there's, I was always in an advanced the, class. It, there's the liberal elites and then there's the mole people. And you, you got put into that at a very <laughs> early age. <laughs> like, your, your path is set now. Yeah. You either go to Jack Elementary <laughs> or you go to Brian's. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. So I'm following the mole people because I'm on an adventure. <laughs> mole people aren't supposed to lead. Uh, well, I was out. I was uh, uh, outgunned and outvoted. Uh, so I crawl in after them, and it's friggin' awesome. We crawl in to the fence through the fence, and there's so much stuff all around it. There's like large plates of metal. Um, Tools, tires, like it, so, so much fun stuff. You just snuck into a cross. It's a kid's gym. dream. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a kid who wants tetanus dream. 
And and we go into the... Well, what kid doesn't? Right. No, it's fun. I love my job being locked. And uh, the rail cars don't have floors. Uh, some of the walls have been caved in. And it's like there, there's ways of crawling in and under and over everything. So mm. we decide to make it a fort, of course. This is going to be our... As, yeah, everything's a fort to a nine-year-old kid. This is exactly right. And this is going to be our HQ for the rest of our lives. Right. You're going to build a new society there. Yeah. It's from there that you secede from the Union. Or secede from Portland, then Maine, and then the Union. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a multi-step process. <laughs> and then the world. <laughs> yeah, we put a rocket on the back of the rail cars. <laughs> Man. I, if you can That's dream it, so you can much do it. <laughs> That's a much better story. <laughs> so we go. We got we got the people from Junkyard Wars. Yeah, and they build us. So you follow the mole a junkyard people. utopia. Utopia. Yeah. So you're starting a new society with mole people in space in a rotted out box car. Go on. So obviously this is going to be our our, our capital uh, for the 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 new country, uh, new world order, whatever mm -hmm. whatever you. Uh, and so we start going into the junkyard and finding. Uh, large pieces of metal, things to repair the walls. Um, at one point, we see like a sensor on the side of a building, but like it's a junkyard, so obviously that's not on. And we just, we just yeah. make this, these three rail cars the coolest friggin' thing. And ever. then a laser beam comes out of the sensor did and vaporizes get... one of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> vaporizes. Like, how much money did you guys spend on like interior design? Like, you know, did you guys? Good question dress up the uh the match cars or was it just just you know efficiency well we only got to the blueprint stage mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um all our expenses were and on paper and paper and then infighting already began oh yeah 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 the, yeah. Di the divisions were made within the community within the utopia did you know that mole people love paisley did not know that yeah it, it I checks hate it, out so like brad paisley uh, this is a little early, but I bet they would. I bet they would. So, so you're designing your utopian space car society. You see a sensor yep. on the wall. It's not on, obviously, because it's a junkyard. Go on. And we spend all afternoon uh, making it the the warehouse. And it's dusk, and we got to get home. the The hole we came in was uh, has magically bent. sealed. <laughs> it wasn't magically sealed, but it was bent metal like fence uh, oh it was uh, bent uh, in so if you fence. were to go back yeah. through it would rip your clothes and shit yeah yeah so we decide we're gonna like climb the front uh fence and mm -hmm. and leave that way and then it's then you heard somebody say run chopper sick balls sick balls <laughs> that sounds like something you'd hear at like um a club for gentlemen who like gentlemen sick balls bro. sick balls man sick balls <laughs> Anyway. When I, or, you know, it's a line from Standby. Oh, is it? Oh, shit. Yeah, so it's what the junkyard man, like, orders his dog Sick to do. Sick balls, bro. Oh, shit. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking at the, uh, when the pandemic ends, that's the first thing that's going to happen to me at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going over the front fence. Go on. So we, we turn the corner uh, where the sensor is, and a flashlight is shown directly into my eyes. And I... Oh, so we're, like, at nighttime now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Well, you guys have, like, walked through the night, through the jack path, through the trains. No, it, it, was, it was dusk, and now it's becoming night. 
Um, yeah. Because because if it's anything like a rural kids, when the streetlights come on, you got to get home. That's the rule. Yeah, uh, I'm in the lead, and the Brandon and Joel are behind me, and I just freeze. I, yeah, and I, they run off I, and lead you to take the rap, don't they? They say uh, the, like, the, 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 as uh, more people. Do. A loud person says, "Stop running!" And I'm like, "I am <laughs> not running right now." <laughs> and I hear the footsteps behind me. Yep, obviously. Right. <laughs> that that that's what you get for for not you going to Jack School. They learn to run at Jack with mole school. people. I think that's the moral of this story: is mole people cannot be trusted. We need to change the theme of this. <laughs> to mole people. <laughs> episode to mole people. <laughs> uh, another flash. I see another flashlight. And the flashlight's like running towards me, and it passes me. And the other flashlight that's on me comes closer, and it's a police officer. You're going to jail. And that's how you got your first indictment. <laughs> Just the first one. And he's like, you got to come with me. And uh, he brings me to the police car, to the side of the police car. I, I want you to remember that I'm like 4'11", 5-foot tall, 9-year-old boy. That's a and pretty tall 9-year-old boy. Is it? And you stumbled upon their, like, drug cachet <laughs> for these dirty cops <laughs> who were bringing over, like, cocaine from Canada. That's why there was a dead person Go on the Jack Path. I mean... Yeah. Portland so he, is he's, a hive for uh, drug cartels. It's just known fact. Uh, it's the first stop from Canada to Boston uh, where they distribute. It's there you go. So the police officer brings me to the cruiser and tries to cuff me. Really? You're nine. And I say tries because... Do they even fit? No. Sorry. They don't fit. So I'm having to hold them on my... They're falling... Past, past my my uh, you know my the my hands. So I'm like holding the. You're cuffs such a on. considerate prisoner, you know. Um, like, yeah. When I handcuff Greg, he always puts up a struggle, and he never learns just not to. He never learns that it's easier to just not. He knows that there's going to be more pain in the chamber if he struggles. I enjoy pain. Yeah, that's oh, become very I clear. Knew it. Greg, blink twice if you want out of the cage. That's one blink. All right. That's hey, one. That's that one follows. Blink. That follows. That's one. You guys got him. So uh, the mole people get away. Mm -hmm. The other officer comes back and is like, they ran away. Uh, and they're like, who are your friends? And this is. You're like, I ain't no snitch. <laughs> that's. I don't say that, but I was like, I don't, I didn't really, I don't know them. I didn't really know them. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing to you, pig. <laughs> Spits at them. Uh, yeah, I headbutted them uh, in their belt buckle and then went unconscious. Um, there you go. But uh, what they end up doing is they, the police officers call my mom, and they say you have to pick him up at the police station. And of course, my mom is having a party, so my mom has to leave. Our party <laughs> picked me up from the police station. I remember walking through the police station like hallway, and he makes me look into the holding cell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what sort of like, leave it to Beaver moment? Yeah. It's like this is going to be you if you don't learn your lesson. Yeah. I feel like but, I, mean, I feel I'm like this is all entrapment. You can't have a nine-year-old boy-sized hole in the fence of a junkyard. <laughs> And not expect nine-year-old boys to go in there. That's, no. 
fuck them. That's on them for not fixing their fence. I blame Susan Collins. Well, that's fair. Uh, so my mom picks me up. I come home and uh, I'm not charged with anything. Uh, yeah, my nine-year-old. Nine. <laughs> yeah. What, but I am grounded. Like, but no, they obviously had grounds to prosecute, right? Like, but no, it's a nine-year-old kid in a junkyard. He didn't stab anybody. No, I'm sorry. He has to. He he should have paid for his. He's price. not Anna Kendrick. Like you know, let, let's be real. Anna Kendrick, the offer still stands. Go on. Anna Kendrick is from Portland, Maine. <gasps> oh! <laughs> Was she a mole kid? I don't. Did she go to Jack Elementary? I bet she was too popular to be a mole kid. She probably went to one of the private schools. Wasn't she actually like on Broadway by nine or something like that? That I don't know. Uh, so Anna Kendrick is indeed from Portland, Maine. I, I just want to be clear about that. She attended Deering High School. Oh, did Deering she? High School. I went out yep, with a girl from Deering High School. Oh, was it Anna Kendrick? <laughs> it wasn't Anna Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch rejected me! <laughs> Why? It is, it is a little, it's a little bizarre how, how much Anna Kendrick gets mentioned on this podcast because of a random thing that was said by Victor Murr in episode two, three? I don't fucking know. Dude, something like that, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, we get in the mail like restraint, like three restraining. <laughs> <laughs> you are not to mention it. You know, it's you are not to. It is it is her fault for Pitch Perfect being so good that the Marines couldn't stop watching it. That's it. Um, so you you spent ten years in prison for going to a junkyard. Is there more to the story? Uh, I got grounded for a week, and Brandon and Joel did not become my friends, and we never mentioned it. That was a huge loss. Um, yeah. Not having them as <laughs> friends. And I, I, I'm sorry for your loss. How did you get by? I lived a good life. Mm. <laughs> That's what you think. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that's my story, boy. Boys. You did befriend Jeffrey. So, you know. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a full loss right there. Well, we are going to investigate the story and we're going to make our determinations right after this. This week's sponsor is Montana Meth. Do you hate your teeth and clear skin? Want to take up a habit that will ruin your life? Republican U.S. Senator Danes of Montana wants to raise awareness about the ailing meth industry in Montana that is supposedly falling victim to meth imports. He wants you to know that 20 years ago, Montana made its own meth with purity levels under 30%, almost as high as Danes' approval ratings. With Montana Meth, Wow. Montana meth is just as bad for you as imported meth, but it supports Montana and entrepreneurs. Senator Danes would like you to support your local meth lab today. Montana meth for when you have to... Jesus Christ. Montana meth for when you have too many teeth and want to destroy your life. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Edward, that, that... why do you keep on giving yourself... <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep on giving yourself? You wrote this. You wrote, you wrote this. Too. this. You're like, I hate alliteration. More alliteration. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by She Sells Seashells by the Seashore. <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, that was fun. Uh, Edward, Ted, do you have any questions for Brian about the the story to? 
determines veracity. How much bail money was needed to get you out for this, like, egregious crime? Uh, zero. Did you have to mortgage the house? Uh, we lived in an apartment on, um, uh, Congress Street. And, uh, they did not ask for a month's rent. They Your Honor. <laughs> Your Honor? <laughs> okay, I have a question. Um, how mad was your mom? Here's the thing. I think I got away with it because she was having a party. Ooh. You know, like, oh, when I came home, she couldn't be mad at me. Right, because she wanted to keep up appearances to her fancy, fancy friends. Yeah. So I just went to my room, and I don't remember if I had dinner. I don't... My mom never punished me with food, so I probably did have dinner. <laughs> Um, punishing you with food? She's like, you must eat all this food. <laughs> yeah. But I'm full. She's like, you need to bulk up to keep up with your brothers. Yeah, at Jacked Elementary. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have, uh, is it verified or is it possibly urban legend for the ch children that there was a corpse on Jack Path? This week on Unsolved Mysteries. I think that's I think that is an unsolved mystery. It was urban legend amongst the school and mm -hmm. it was told to us and there was always like um teachers along that path uh, along that street when you were exiting school who wouldn't allow kids to go there. But when school wasn't happening, that's when you would be able to go mm -hmm, mm -hmm. along Jack Path. Uh, but we were that's what we were told that yeah, we're not allowed there. Did you have to avoid it, like on full moons and whatnot? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not that, I, not not to my recollection. No. No, was, was there any uh, um, allusions uh, <laughs> to possibly witches or uh, demonic uh, worship going on behind Jack Elementary? Uh, not to my recollection. That's uh, a loss. Did you rat out? Wait, wait. So, but did you like not rat out your non-friends? To, like, at all? I The reason I didn't rat them out uh, is because, like, I think it was, like, something taught by my family. It was just, like, you don't rat people out. You deal with it on your own. I remember the worst... My mom gave me this advice once. She said, okay, if someone attacks you or whatever in school, tell the teacher. If the teacher does nothing, deal with it yourself. Mm. Oh, damn. Well, she uh, had, she had uh, a pretty rough upbringing, right? Uh, I mean, she, her teenage years were the Vietnam War. Yeah, yeah, that's so. Yeah, that, so that's, uh, doesn't sound like a lot of fun to be honest with you. So I, I don't. That's that's an interesting question. I don't know what the genesis is of my uh, uh, snitches get stitches mentality. Mm. All I know now is I am going to definitely pull a heist. If I'm pulling a heist with somebody, it's with Brian. I'm an excellent driver. This is true. He is an excellent driver. Any any last questions here, Ted? Did your mom, like, ask at all, like, who you did this with? No. And you're like, no, Mom, you taught me not to sniff. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nine-year-old Brian and she's like, would not yell at his mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's um, not a recipe. Nine-year-old kids yelling at their parents it just doesn't end well. <laughs> I don't um, know. I did it all the time. And, I feel like, and look yeah. how you turned out. Yeah, that's... <laughs> It, it, it's a problem. Yeah, you're in a dungeon with a bookshelf full of Wheel of Time books. <laughs> That's what happens. Damn you, Robert Jordan! <laughs> <laughs> well, I have heard enough to make my determination. Ted, do you want to? Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I've heard enough. I've heard enough. Yeah. You've had enough. 
I'm willing, I'm willing to put some Dogecoin on this, you know, okay. uh, as always. I captured two straight cats, so I got one to spare. Uh, all I'm missing is the blue M&Ms or green M&Ms. I got the, I got the, the M&Ms this week. But they're all brown M&Ms. Do they even make brown uh, M&Ms anymore? Jeffrey, you and I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Ew. Actually, oh, we got, we got a... Wait, is it... We got three. Three colorblind people. What up? What up? You know what this means? Is that now we can rule this new society we're forming right now, and we can subjugate Greg for being able to see colors properly. Uh, big question. Why was I harassed earlier for not knowing your eye color when you can't even see mine? Uh, Ooh. You know, I, 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 here's the thing, Greg, is I really doubt your eyes are purple, so I'm able to guess what your color of the eye is. Ted, is this story true, or is this story bullshit um i i met brian three times and i know him to be the um just the most honest person that i've ever met in my entire life um <laughs> it's something about those eyes that i just get lost in. easy to do um i was mesmerized this entire time and so yeah true yeah that is um i also got lost in his eyes but um, I got lost in a different way. Uh, I got caught into a vortex that took me to another dimension filled with uh, demons and, and ghosts that all um, haunt me to this, this very moment. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this is false. False. <gasps> Brian Lee Wynn. Is this story true or is this story false? Um, years later, I will be brought into the Answer Gorham the <laughs> Police Department being charged for the same thing of making a fort out of someone else's property. This is a true story, and I've been You're, brought so into a police station twice in my life for doing this one thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a repeat offender. How would you I love forts! <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I love forts. Um, holy, holy moly! You finally got one. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think it was possible. I did not think it was possible. Brian Lynn, you have won a box full of feral cats and brown M and M's this week. Do you have any victory words for us? Uh, just uh, how 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 big are the feral cats? And they are not as big as Oliver. Or Dodger. Oh. No, well, no. No, they are Maine Coon cats. They are fittingly <laughs> oh, Maine so, Coon cats. So there's like two of them in there. Okay, that's yeah. great. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> um, I gotta say, if we're talking about nerdiness, I love it. Um, Brian and his uh, magnificent wife, Hannah, have two cats named uh, Dodger and Oliver. And I think it's delightful. Would you like to explain to the audience uh, what that reference is? Uh, it's a reference to uh, what Ed sounds like when he's asking people to like and subscribe. You want some more? <laughs> you want more? Consider Another yourself. literary reference. Yeah. Brian, I, I just want to say yeah. thank you so much for joining us on the show today and for sharing your um, your dark criminal past with us. Uh, you, you're... Are you still making forts to this day? And can I get the secret password? I'm sorry. I'm I'm now having a little like life crisis in that I don't remember the last time I made a fort. Well, we'll go we'll go we'll go to Fort Tryon Park. 
aptly named. Yep. And we're just going to make one. All right. Brian, Brian, I got to say, I would really encourage you not to build a fort. That would be your third strike. And I don't want to see you get the death penalty this time. And across state lines, too. Oh, we're talking. We're talking double death penalty. They're going to kill you, bring you back to life, and then kill you again. Brian, blanket fort at home. They can't arrest you in your home. <laughs> if you must. If you must fort, <laughs> fort at home. That's that's advice for all of our audience. Don't go to jail for fort building. Special thanks to our creative team, Will Cotton, Josh Hackett, <laughs> Atom Raw Plumber, Sh- Shanna, and Greg Ryan and Fire Escape Creations. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show. Share it with your friends. Give a five-star review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at go underscore on underscore with underscore Ted underscore and underscore Jeff link in the show notes Greg you 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 made that Instagram name didn't you no my partner did oh well Shanna we love you was was at go on with Ted and Jeff taken because I feel like it probably wasn't just put it out there does she listen it's her first week on the job and we're paying her Nothing. <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> exactly the same for. as everyone else here. We're paying right. her with sass. Uh, yeah. To be fair, very nice I am thing. being paid in exposure, which I'm very, very grateful for. If only you would wear pants during this podcast. No, I'm being paid in exposure, and you will look. <laughs> you will. I will expose myself. <laughs> this has been a delight. I, uh, I want to tune in next week for more stories about junkyards on Junkyards with Brian Lee Wynn. And tune in for Anna Kendrick Watch. (laughs) We've got a whole network of podcasts being built out right now. (laughs) And the Feral Tap Variety Hour. He has 47 stories of Junkyards. (laughs) (laughs) Say goodbye. Goodbye! Goodbye! Yeah, goodbye. Y'all have a good time now. I said goodbye. I'm Mongo Jerry, and I approve this podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>